name Mess, last name Tight. Uh -huh. Look at the boots. It's terrible. I, I never said I could do good impressions. Oh, okay. So basically you're saying that we still need a better intro. Yes. Yeah. All right. We're, we're, we're working on that. I mean, right. you obviously you're not you're not caring for this one, so I'm, I'm trying new ones every week till we get I it. I know right. you are. But keep trying. Keep trying. All right. All right. All right. So we left off last week, saying that we were going to be doing. We're not. We're, we're not welcoming people to mess and tights. You're just John. I am Don Stigatz. Welcome to Max and Tights. I am just John. He's Don Stugatz. You're saying you don't like my intros. I understand this. We're we're uh, we need to work on this. We're we're, we're we're just working here. We're we're trying to figure it out. I mean, we're like the superheroes of pro wrestling. We need to you know pro wrestling show podcasting. Us pro wrestling podcasting. There you go. Yes. So we need to we we need to you know get our masks, get our tights, maybe some capes, get it going. I mean. We have the belts. We have belts, baby. We're all belted up. Yep. In fact, we're going to go. We have more belts than Austin Aries on this show. Oh, yeah. How many belts does he have? Like a dozen. Oh, all right. We're getting okay. this one sparkling. I was being sarcastic. Between the two of us, we have four belts. Oh, well. He has 12. I, I have least. um a black leather belt that I used to hold up my pants. Does that count? Yeah, that, no, it doesn't. All right. Mr. Miyagi lied to me. Yes, he did. Oh, well. So, we left off last week saying we were going to figure out our Mount Rushmore yes. of, of pro wrestling. God damn, is that hard? I know. I know. I've been working on mine for years. I know. I just found out about this concept last week. Well, I'm, it's, I've, I've known the concept, but I've never really thought about it. Yeah. I mean, so, like, even so, like, up to the last minute, I'm, like, juggling names. I'm, like, do I really want this guy? Do for, I want me, for me, one, two, and three are easy. It's that fourth one. Yeah. It's I kind like, of think, uh, Yeah. Like, three of them were locked, and then the yeah, fourth yeah. one. Mm-hmm. All right. So, let's start by going through your list. Since you've been thinking so long about this. Who is nominee number one? Oh, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, baby. Oh, daddy. Why, why Dusty? Because I am the second most recognizable athlete in all the world. Second only to Muhammad Ali himself, baby. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Uh, Dusty, uh, I was never a, rig a big Dusty fan as a kid, but as an adult... You go and you watch those old, first of all, the promos, okay? And they are a testament to being adults. They're the hard times. Who The hard times promo, who in their life has it faced hard times that you could identify with that promo? Um, uh, ju that's just the first one. But like any of his other promos that he's done over the years have just all been amazing. Um, I know he didn't have the greatest physique, but, you know, you go and you watch those matches that he had with Superstar Billy Graham, at Madison Square Garden in the 70s, Dusty looks awesome. You know, he uh, he was jumping around. He was flipping and flying. He was throwing elbows. He had the gorgeous robes and hats, which I'm a big fan of those hats. I have many of uh, hats that resemble that uh, style of hat. 
Well, I uh, believe you got all your style from uh, Dusty Rhodes. I got a lot of my style from Dusty Rhodes. And, uh, Down you know, you to the yellow it. polka dots. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, like, and his influence on me has been tremendous. If you watch any episode of the Eat Up show, I mean, the way that I'm dancing on the show is really me impersonating Dusty Rhodes dancing. Uh, I do my, I break up my Dusty impersonation every once in a while. And you get funky like a monkey. I can be getting funky like a monkey, baby, here on the Eat Up show, daddy. Um, I quote Dusty all the time in my personal life, you know, whether it's a promo or just shucking and jiving. Um, his matches were all epic. Every Dusty Rhodes feud was like world a world war, whether it was him feuding with the, uh, the horsemen or when the road warriors turned on him, when he was fighting uh, the Russians. Uh, Dusty took on that 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 um, I don't want to say persona, but he was going to he was that John Wayne, and I'm not a big John Wayne fan at all uh, by any means, but he was the John Wayne of wrestling. I see, uh, most of my knowledge of Dusty is WWF, um, to be fair, but he was he always came across as the everyman. Yeah, yeah, uh, and again, I, I know that was intentional with the promos and everything, uh, with the way WWF set him up, but. but like, it was just, he was the common man. He was somebody who was, you know, accessible as opposed to, you can't be, you know, Hulk Hogan. You can look up to him. But you right, but you can't be, be you can be Dusty. Dusty. Yeah, you could be Dusty. All right. So that, that's a solid pick for number one. Yeah. So who's number two? Oh, yeah, the macho man that uh, dig it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Randy um, had the um, Hogan physique and the uh, um, the flair, for lack of a better term, or flamboyance of Ric Flair, uh, all in one. He had intense promos. His uh, He had an intensity in the ring that not many others uh, had or could come close to. Um, the robes, the music, um, he was the whole package, and he had Miss Elizabeth with him. And everyone loves Miss Elizabeth. I mean, he brawled, he wrestled scientifically, went, to, he th flew through the air. There was nothing he couldn't do. That's true. And, and of course, he's a world champion. So. Yes, yes. And a mega power. And a half, one half of the mega powers. Uh, honestly. And one half of the, uh, what was it, the ultimate maniacs. Oh, that's right. Yes, also that one. I was going to say, if, if there was a, a what, Mount Rushmore for tag teams, he'd be on that too. Oh, well, tag teams we're going to do separate. We'll do separate yes. tag teams. We'll, we'll do that down the line. We don't need to do back-to-back yeah. -back episodes. No, but no, no. He, but definitely, like, the Mega Powers is a Mount Rushmore. The, the, the Mega Powers storyline from them leading up to getting together to the split to the breakdown uh, to the exploding, um, that whole storyline was was awesome. Uh, went over the course of, I think, a year and a half. Um <laughs> Uh, it was it was so good. I mean, I from and, and start it, to finish. It's like we talked about in the in Geekadrome today. How planned storytelling, like shows, like yes. Even though it was a year and a half, and it was a really long story, you could see like that they planned it from the beginning. Like this, this is and the seeds that they planted along the way, and the commitment to it. They could have yeah. stopped. They could have went a different direction at any point in time, but it just that commitment to it. Uh, you know made the biggest difference. Yeah, and it's just, like, it was just little things, like, they've been together for six months, a little thing here, 
a yeah. gear, a little thing there. Yeah. And then once they were ready to blow it off over the course of like two months or whatever, like just boom, boom, boom. And they set the fireworks off that they've yes. been planting. So it's, again, he was a great storyteller as well in and out of the ring. His feud with Ric Flair in the WWF, his feud with the um, with Diamond Dallas Page in WCW, all of it was just great stuff. I don't think he's ever been in a bad match. Yeah, yeah. All right, so who we got for number three? The Rock. The most the electrifying Rock. man in sports entertainment today. Um, the Rock uh, has, I mean, I know he's not the most scientific of wrestlers, but he's put, he puts on entertaining matches, entertaining promos. Um, he just the, has that raw charisma. Yeah, yeah, he is he's electrifying charisma. It's you can't help but get goosebumps when that rocks when the rocks music hits. Oh yeah. And I mean he's somebody who's proven like he know what he's, what he's doing. He's become one of the biggest stars in the world. In the world, yeah. You know. When um, what was it like 2 years ago when he uh, uh Raw was at uh the Barclays Center and he was in New York doing some uh, uh movie business and he appeared unannounced on Raw. And he had that whole thing with Rusev where they went back and forth. It was, it was, it was just uh, unbelievable. It was a total surprise. Um, it's definitely one of those moments where I marked out. The promo he cut was was great that night, um, and he does that every single time I see him. I am just taken back to the first time I seen him when I was in my twenties. Yeah. So you know, as we've talked about before, I wasn't watching wrestling then, so I missed it. But I'm gonna have to go back and watch it, dude. It's on YouTube. There's a really good quality one on YouTube. Uh, watch it. Pro the promo is just awesome that he cuts that night. Uh, it was really, really good. Awesome. Yeah, I'm gonna check that. But I mean, I, I mean, one of my I, I openly admit one of my favorite wrestlers probably Chris Jericho, and the night Chris Jericho appeared for the first time in the WWE. Yeah, yeah. It was you know him against The Rock, two very charismatic guys. Yep. Just the, and the promos they cut on each other over the years have been awesome. Oh yeah. And not to mention their ring work together has been yes, incredible. Great. So, you know, Rock definitely is up there. My fourth one is has always been a problem. Um, <laughs> a case can be made for Roddy Piper in that slot. A case can be made for Arn Anderson for that slot. Um, and for Arn, it's that it's because he has that. I guess the same thing with Roddy Piper. There's a certain realness that they brought to their matches and their promos that made you believe they were badass. The same for uh, Harley Race, but I think Harley Race and like Bruno San Martino, they're like in a whole other realm, you know? They're like the uh, Babe Ruth and Mickey Mantles uh, uh, of, of wrestling, and I think they, they're they in a whole other uh, uh, stratosphere. So I never, I never considered, I wouldn't go that way, but for uh, uh, Arn Anderson, Roddy Piper have always been two that have been uh, that I've always swapped out in that fourth slot. But currently, that fourth slot, for me, goes to Chris Jericho. All right, solid choice. I Why mean, Jericho? he's still pulling off great matches and angles in 2018. Just two nights ago, he showed up again at New Japan, uh, New Japan's big event, and uh, beat the crap out of Naito. And he came from the stands, dressed up, I think as a woman from the the short <laughs> clips. I haven't been able to see the whole clip. I've only seen like gifts, and he has like a wig and makeup on. Um, 
And he looks like a really ugly woman. <laughs> I had read an article. I didn't see any pictures or video. Or but the, the match that he pulled off with Kenny Omega, the, oh, yeah. uh, the promos leading up to that, and at the same time, still doing WWE stuff. Uh, he's one of the few guys that can go work anywhere in the world with the blessing of Vince McMahon. And that, to me, shows uh, just speaks volumes about the impact on the uh, industry that he has. Well, like I said, he's been my favorite wrestler God, for like 20 years now. I mean, the fact that he's just so agile in the ring. Yeah. He can do the flippy dippy, as you like to call it. Yep. He, he can brawl. He can wrestle. Yeah. He's a graduate of Stu Hart's dungeon. Yep. So he can get that grappling done. You know, he's got them walls of Jericho, lion. Yep. Lion uh, Tamer. Lion Tamer. Thank you. I was playing with what's called in WCW. And he was the one in ECW. When God, which interviewer was it? Um, it had to be uh, Joey Styles. He was the only. Yes. Inter- yeah, it was Joey Styles. You're right. Thank you. I was blanking on his name. It's okay. Said, watch this guy. <laughs> he is going to be a world champion. When he won um, the ECW TV title, that's when Joey Styles said it. He said, yeah. "This is the first of many titles to come," and it was his first title in North in America that he won. Yeah. So at that point, he had won titles in in Canada and in Japan. Yeah. But do you know exactly which what I'm referring to? Yeah. Yeah. You know, even then they were saying, like, this guy's going to be huge. Yes. Just watch him. And even then I was a big fan. I still remember trying to run around Nassau Coliseum trying to find a Jericho shirt, and they were all sold out. Oh, shit. I don't have a WCW Jericho shirt because of that. I ordered one online, like, and it was, like, the day he, like, left for WWF. Oh, you should check eBay. Or um, what's the other one? Uh, Redbubble. Well, I don't want to knock off. Red- no, some, uh, I mean, on eBay, you'll find a real one. Yeah, eBay will find a real one. Redbubble would just be a knockoff, and it's not the same. But yeah, I have to. I have a bunch of WWF ones I got to dig out. I don't have... All my wrestling shirts are all in storage. All right, so that is your big four. Yes, definitely. So... You want to recap them for me? Uh, the American Dream is Dusty Rhodes. The Macho Man. Yeah, Randy Savage. Uh-huh. The Rock. And Chris Jericho. Good choices. Very solid picks. Very solid picks. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So, which leaves me with my four. This is tough for me because I hadn't thought of this beforehand. I haven't thought of it, you know. In this way before, and I didn't want to pick like my favorites, right? So, you know, I tried to pick them on you know ring ability, what they brought to wrestling, and you know other influences. So my first pick, brother, is Hulk Hogan. Oh, yeah, I know he's not the greatest in ring, but, but for impact, definitely. His impact was huge. He is the one who brought interest to wrestling in the 80s. Yes. Because he was the ultimate man fighting the ultimate meatball. Yes, in Rocky III. And and admittedly, we said this was going to be about what they did in ring. Yeah. But, you know, he was – that brought so much attention to wrestling. Oh, yeah. And Hogan was the main attraction for a good 10 years, you know. Every match, everything had to end with Hogan must pose. Yeah, no matter what, even if he wasn't in the main event. 
He came exactly. out and he posed. And, and you know, he the pop he got, you know, was undeniable. So that's why I had to go with Hulk Hogan. I understand. Uh, you know, he he was the center of the rock and wrestling era. Yep. You know, I mean, the Hulk Hogan's rock and wrestling uh, cartoon. Awesome. Exactly. Well, it was cheesy as hell, but it was. But you know what? It was so much fun though to watch as a kid. We we all watched it. We yeah. all had the Hogan LJN doll that was like yep. rubber and beat somebody to death with. Oh my god, those things were so heavy. They were, but like the one that everybody had was Hogan. You know, and then people might have had others as well. Oh, I have a lot of them. I don't doubt it. Like still, I still have a lot of them in a I'm box sure. someplace. Yeah, I I don't know what happened to mine. They're in a box probably somewhere in my in parents' basement. So that's why, you know, just because of his sheer impact, all right, his ring ability eh, wasn't the greatest. And, you know, whatever politics might have happened backstage with Hogan, I can't really quantify it in this way because it doesn't impact his impact on wrestling. Right. No, definitely not. And he is known – I mean, some guys have said he's elevated them and, you know, so – you know, Bruce. Oh, Pritchard. you did. You know, we wouldn't we wouldn't know about guys like the Big Boss Man, for example. Yeah. Know, if it wasn't for he, the fact that he had a Hogan to work against. Yeah, I mean, if you got Hogan's good side, he helped get you to the moon. Yeah. And I mean, even in WCW, uh, he got Honky Tonk Man a job because they were friends. I mean, in in the late nineties, the Honky Tonk Man gimmick, deader than fucking dead. You know, deader than disco. And, and Disco he, was quite a wrestler himself. Yeah, he was. But uh, here is the Honky Tonk Man uh, uh, getting paid a couple, probably a couple hundred grand. Maybe even if it's just 150 grand for the year, like making fucking good money, yeah. you know, to elevate himself on television, to elevate himself on like the indie scene for appearance prices at that time. Pretty damn good. All because you're Hogan's friend. Yeah. If you, if you were good to Hogan, he was good to you. I mean, yeah. There are a lot of stories like that. And, you know, I guess there, there's rumors of politicking and whatever else. But, you know, to me, they're just rumors and stories. But you know I, what? That's always going to happen no matter who the person is. When you get into that position of notoriety and, and uh, whatnot, there's going to be power that comes with it. You know course. what I mean? Yeah. And you're going to take care of people who've taken care of you over the years. And we're not going to include any of the stories from the last few years of no 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 i mean if you look at it objectively and you know i try to look at things objectively the stuff with hogan for the time where he was in his life you can't fault people for saying things out of turn when their personal life's falling apart yeah and again personal lives do not factor into this into this at all no. so so hulk hogan has to be on there for me my second Definitely. is somebody big. It's my only like Southern wrestling reference. While you had, you know, uh, Dusty, I went with Flair because Flair kind of represents flamboyance in wrestling to right. me. Well, growing up, I was a huge Flair and Horseman fan. I was. It's just over the years, um, t I, Flair has like just worn me down with the constant self promotion and and um I don't know like grabbing like just trying to grab on to something. I I think it's because he's not who he used to be and still wants to be part of the show. Yeah, and you know not everybody can run away with the circus. Sometimes you kind of have to leave. 
Yeah, yeah. But in his prime, and even, like, for, God, 30, 40 years, the man was a main event. Like, yes, you heard his music hit, the crowd went wild, you know, thus spake Zarathusa. And he made some guys. Yeah, he was just the consummate ring performer. You watch, like, him versus Steamboat in those, what, three, four matches? Yeah. You watch Royal Rumble 92, you know, Flair could tear down. Oh, he tore down the house. House. Yes. Like, you put him with the right person, boom. Like, and anybody with half decent, like, he could carry them. All he's got to do is be able to, you know, keep up. And there's so many. And then if they could not just keep up, but excel. Yep, that's even better. Dude, those matches are off the hook. Yep. And again, he's somebody who, you know, ran 70s, 80s, 90s, into the 2000s. Um, you know, not so much current day with his health and everything, but he's out there even supporting his daughter. So he'll make appearances. So the fact that the man personifies Southern wrestling to me, you know, is why he belongs on there for me. So my third is somebody who ushered an entire era of wrestling in when you, while you went with the rock, I went with Stone Cold. Oh, nice. Okay. The flip so, side of it. The flip side. I mean, really, the two of them were the biggest stars of the 90s. Yeah. But Steve, uh, Steve Austin created the Attitude Era. He was a little ahead of The Rock. He had, I mean, he was a solid ring performer. But then he came to the WWE and he kicked off that feud with Vince McMahon and he became the anti-hero. And that is that 10 years of wrestling. It's based around that moment. Definitely. Where, where Austin wins skin in the ring. Austin becomes world champion. Austin then is fighting with the company's owner. And it's the creation of the Mr. McMahon character. It's the creation of the Attitude Era. It's the creation of that whole fuck you attitude that so many people had at that time. You know, even like Shawn Michaels, his whole gimmick with DX, all of that spawns from Austin. You know, so that's why I had to go with Stone Cold over The Rock. So... Solid choice. So he is my solid number three. All right. So my number four, I waffled among a few people. Yeah. Uh, Some of your picks, some of your alternate picks. Like, (coughs) did I want Macho Man in there? Yeah. Did I want Piper? Um, Did The Rock belong in there? You know, and I I waffled back and forth, and I kind of went through quite a few. But I ended up picking somebody who, to me – personified the the um well you know the pt barnum aspects of uh wrestling that that larger than life Mm -hmm. circus attitude and i think you can see where i'm going with this because i had to pick andre the giant makes sense oh okay boss because really Andre was larger than life. 
Roger, he was not the greatest ring performer because of his size. Although, um, according to the documentary, he was quite a mover in his early days. But that's before I, I saw any footage of him. But he was a main event. He was, uh, I hate to use the word, but, you know, oddity. Um, yeah, he was an attraction. He was an attraction. Thank you. That's the word I'm looking for. And it just, it was, if Andre was on the bill, people would travel for miles to see him. Yeah. And I think that that's also still a big part of wrestling, that that attraction mentality. But nobody personified it in the way before or after like Andre. If Andre was going to a territory, the, the building sold out. And Andre just giving the, the local champion the nod, a couple of solid offenses against Andre would then sell out for the next six months. Right, right. And like nobody had that kind of power, not even Hogan or Flair. No, where, no. Well, they weren't, they weren't established then. Hogan I, um, was still in the AWA um, wrestling as uh, – wasn't even wrestling as Hulk, the Hulk Hogan name yet. Oh, I know. But I'm just saying in uh, perspective. Yeah. Like, if Hogan were to show up somewhere, wrestle for a couple matches – that's it. You got Hogan for a couple matches. If Andre showed up and you showed that you could wrestle against him, yeah, people were showing up for months later because yes. they thought you were a badass to take on Andre. Yep. But Hogan was a man. Andre was just a beast. Yep. You know, it, it's St. George against the dragon, against the green dragon. There was nobody like Andre. There has been nobody like Andre since. And that's why I kind of went with him over, you know, a lot of other choices that I thought would have. Stopped. No, it makes total sense. Which is, I almost was surprised you didn't mention him as one of your alternates. Well, see, to me, I have guys that would be in that, like I said, that upper echelon, that legends like status, or or um, like, all right. So on the the real Mount Rushmore, there are four presidents of the United States, right? Yes. So. To me, those those are real people, okay? Of course. Above that, though, would be, like, if you just look at, like, all right, who would be above these these uh, legendary, you know, uh, four men? Well, gods. Gods would be above these men. And, that, you know, guys like Bruno and Harley Race and Andre the Giant, they would be above them. They're in a, to, for me, they're in a whole other class. Oh, I see. You know, I understand. Of, of, legend, of, stat, of legendary status. Yeah, and... You know, they are all, I mean, even a lot of the guys we picked were iconic in that way. No, definitely. Def I mean, I mean, I know that's the point of Mount Rushmore, but to me, guys like, like Andre and, and Bruno and, and Harley Race were above that. Like, you would go to a Mount Rushmore to see uh, um, this structure made to, uh, res you know, to show respect to four men, but you go to church to idolize, you know, to praise the idolization of gods. And that's what I think where you know, like the level that those other men were on. So you're saying there's Mount Rushmore yeah. and above that Mount Olympus. Yes, definitely. Yes. Yes. I get what you're saying. Yeah. So I, I never really thought of it from that perspective. So interesting. Interesting. Well, I, I think we have now solved this with my Hogan, Flair, Andre, Austin. Yep. And, and we've picked our our Mount Rushmore, so they are ostensibly set in stone now. Yes. 
at the same time, as a listener, you get a better idea of like way, way, where we're coming from. Yeah. Like when we talk about modern wrestling, you know. Yeah, and I, I think it's interesting. I, I mean, I know because a lot of we, modern wrestlers are starting their careers, middle careers, and aren't quite at that level yet. No, in, in five or six years, we'll be talking about Kevin Owens, you know, deserving a spot on our, or, or Sami Zayn deserving a spot, or The Miz. You know are are you mean? just trying to pick Heather's Mount Rushmore right now? Kind of. No, <laughs> Who know. was going to join us but couldn't for whatever reasons she had no, something she, else all of a sudden? Just a family sickness. The, oh, okay. uh, she, she should probably be joining us next week. Uh, she's always welcome. But it, it's just funny that you pick her favorite wrestlers. Yeah. Well, you know, because they are, to me, those three guys are three guys that are at the top of their game right now. They're they're awesome. Um yeah. And you know, they you might they will I think they do have the potential to get to that to that Mount Rushmore status, you know, as time goes on. Yeah, I think each I think each of them are great wrestlers. I think each of them are great personalities. They need something like something to kick them up to yes. world champion level. Yeah. And I, I know they have time and whatever, but it just needs that one click. Yeah, that's it. Um I mean Miz, I think he was being held back by the Mistaraj by the end, and it's good that he's been switched shows. Yeah. Um, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, I think, work well together, but there's just and Sammy. When Sammy first turned heel, I was so worried that he was just going to flounder, and uh -huh. man, he's just owning it and just doing so well with it that you get happy, you know. Because I followed his career from the El Generico days in Ring of Honor, and it's like. Wow, to see him now, it's just it is it's great to see him be successful. Yeah, and I, I mean I'm loving all of them, but both of them just are missing that one little click. Yeah, they are missing that Austin three sixteen promo to get them yeah. to that next level. I mean, I mean you watch Kevin Owens with the Jericho friendship uh, yeah. festival, and it's almost there. And it's just yeah. they they just need that one little click and they'll yep. move up. And uh, I think it's you know I can't wait to see it. Um, especially since they, I mean, also you have to have guys move out of that top level also. Yeah. And I, I think, I mean, it, it happens where sometimes the promotions get a little top heavy and you just have to wait for, you know, spots to open. Yeah. You got to cool some guys down, heat some guys up and circle them through. But I, I think right now they're, they're at a point where uh, they're not, I'm, I mean, there's a couple guys who are going to cool soon. I think Brock has another couple matches. Yeah. And then he'll move on back to UFC or whatever. Um, try, otherwise, Braun Strowman's on the way up. Yeah. Roman Reigns is still at that top level. Um, you know, and then there are guys who are kind of not cooling, but just kind of out of that circle, like Triple H, who's still at that top level, but moved to different storylines. Yeah. So he's not in contention. He's doing the Ronda Rousey thing, although he's disappeared since the WrestleMania. Um, so yeah, so I mean, it just it just has to be that right opportunity, and they'll move up. Yep. And then maybe you know, ten years from now, we'll be saying they belong on Mount Rushmore. Yes. So we'll see what happens then. But until next week on Mass and Tights, we'll be talking more wrestling. You can find us talking other pop culture on Geekadrome every week. Uh, and uh, until then, see ya! See ya!